0: Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, King of the Mountains. Two full chapters in Ezekiel are given to the war of Gog and Magog. The reason for this is emphasis and amplification. This is a key event in redemptive history. When God wants to really underscore something, he repeats it. For example, in Genesis 1, we have an overview of creation week, but then in Genesis 2, God goes back and fills in important details that highlight the importance of his crowning work of creation, namely, that of mankind. We also see that kind of emphasis here in Ezekiel. In chapter 38, we have an overview of Gog and Magog. But now chapter 39 fills in with more details. Ezekiel 39:1 reads, And you, son of man, prophesy against Gog, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you. O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tabal. Throughout this whole narrative, God consistently addresses Gog, who is the main leader of this last day's coalition. The word Gog means high or supreme. It refers to a ruling position like that of czar or president. Note the word against is stated twice here. Prophesy against Gog. And, behold, I am against you, O Gog. Lord God is Adonai Yahweh, Adonai means master, and Yahweh signifies God, unchanging eternality, and hence his unchanging character as seen in his everlasting covenant relationship with Israel. This message comes from Master Yahweh, the sovereign covenant-keeping God of Israel. Repeatedly, Gog is addressed as the prince, that is king, of Rosh, meaning either Russia or chief. Meshech and Tabal are areas in Turkey. In 38.2, Gog is said to hail from the land of Magog, Central Asia, but here we see his influence also includes areas related to Turkey. Turkey is well represented in this coalition. The Areas of Meshek, Tubal, Gomer, and Beth Tagarma are all thought to relate to modern-day Turkey. Since 1963, Turkey has been trying to become a member of the European Union. But the EU's unwelcoming attitude has caused Turkey to reconsider. Try as hard as they may, Turkey's desire to align with Europe just hasn't worked out. Instead, they are now strengthening ties with Russia and company. This is exactly where Ezekiel predicts they will be at the time of this latter day's event. And we may be seeing the stage set even now right before our eyes. Verse 2. Ezekiel 39.2 And I will turn you around and lead you on, bringing you up from the far north and bring you against the mountains of Israel. The old King James says, And I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part of thee. Which would seem to say that one-sixth of this army would be spared. But most all commentators now think this is inaccurate. In fact, it is quite clear that this entire army is going to be totally destroyed. Again, we note that God sovereignly leads them here. Uh, compare 38.4. He brings Gog up from the far north, stated three times, 38.6 verse 15, and then 39.2. There is a major emphasis on this army coming from the north, and Gog in particular coming from the far north. We believe this relates to Russia, the former Soviet Union, because it is the farthest point north of Israel in landmass. God will bring them against the mountains of Israel. The mountains of Israel are considered to be the spine of the country. They make up a large part of what today is called the West Bank. Ariel Sharon reportedly used to constantly say, quote, He who rules the mountain ridge rules the land of Israel. End quote. This area called the West Bank was not occupied by the nation of Israel until the famous Six Day War in nineteen sixty seven. Previously, it was in the hands of the Jordanian Arabs. However, in 1967, the Jews took over this mountain spying area that is so hotly contested today. As it stands right now, it appears that Israel has no intention of giving it up, at least not what they consider its vital parts. These prophecies that specifically name the mountains of Israel could not have been fulfilled until 1967 because prior to that time Israel did not occupy them. They do now. This is the heart of the land. This is where Gog and company will come and this is where Yahweh takes them down. Gog aims for the heart of Israel and God takes him down there. Verse 3, then I will knock the bow out of your left hand and cause the arrows to fall out of your right hand. The idea in context is that God disarms Gog before he really does any damage. Ezekiel uses language that was familiar to him, but the application is to weapons of war used by Gog and company. Verse 4, You shall fall upon the mountains of Israel, you and all your troops, and the peoples who are with you. I will give you to the birds of prey of every sort, and to the beasts of the field, to be devoured. Note again, that where they fall is on the mountains of Israel. And notice the emphasis is regarding Gog and all his troops, not merely some of them. This is total destruction. In the minds of the people who lived in the Old Testament days, there was no greater indignity than to be denied a proper burial and to be eaten by birds of prey and beasts of the field. God is going to totally humiliate this northern army led by Gog. Verse 5, You shall fall on the open field, for I have spoken, says the Lord God. There is an emphasis here. They fall on the mountains and out in the open field and not in the towns where the people of Israel are largely found. Again, this is spoken by Adonai Yahweh. Gog and Magog attack God personally, as it were, in the heart of his land and in reference to his people. In response, God has a personal message of destruction for them. It's never advisable to take on the God of Israel and most certainly never on his home turf. Only losers take on the one true God of the Bible, who is shown to be the God of Israel. Only losers try to defy the truth of Genesis 12.3, where God promised to bless those who bless Abraham, Israel, and curse those who curse him. The curse of God rests upon Gog and all who join in with him. Gog will try to take the mountains of Israel only to discover the Yahweh is king of the mountains because indeed he is king of Israel and is about to be revealed as king of kings and Lord of lords. Genesis 12, 3, I will bless those who bless you, God said to Abraham, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Lord, we thank you for your sovereign plan. And uh, Lord, we thank you for that part of the blessing uh, that relates to all the families of the earth, all who will come to know Jesus Christ, uh, the Savior of the world, Savior for all those who put their trust in him. Lord, we thank you that uh, this, this world seems to be getting crazier by the day, and uh, we know where it's going ultimately. Uh, there is going to be this major event in the history of the world with Gog and Magog, And you are going to reveal yourself in the context of last day's uh, revelation in a way that uh, the whole world will see your, your hand revealed on behalf of your people Israel. So Lord, we thank you that you're sovereignly in control and for the privilege to serve you for such a time as this. I pray in Christ's name. Amen.